Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name's Brian Andrew I'm here with my rotten soldier Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? I was thinking about doing more because last week you complained about doing that. I you were expecting more. I w- I was still expecting right there. Like I I paused for a second. I was like, uh, okay, now it's my time. Like uh, it's okay. my it's my cue. I got I got to come in, hype up the crowd, and as you can tell, I am doing a terrible job at it. You would think two seasons into us doing this, we would be a little better at our intro. Um, you would think if we're professionals at this, but in reality, we're just two guys that just shoot, shoot the shit, you know, like, yeah, there we go. Um, we are, we are, uh, that's what we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know what? It's fitting for how the, (laughs) how the season's going, right? Yeah, absolutely. If if the Clippers are going to show up, then why should we? Uh, yeah. How's your week been, Jesse? (laughs) It's it's been pretty good. That's so spot on. If the Clippers aren't going to look like they played, they're going to, if the Clippers are not going to come to the game looking like they study film, why should we? (laughs) Like, right? right? Exactly. Um, Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. You know, life's, Life's pretty chill right now. Um, Clippers are on. Is this a three-game winning streak? Yes. Okay, so we we, we beat Houston twice, and then this um, then the Spurs. The Spurs. So not bad, not bad. You know, uh, we could escape possibly the first ten games with a six and four record. Would we have thought it would have gone down this way? No, but it's better than. We probably couldn't have gone two and eight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the way we were playing last week. It, it could have gone horribly wrong. Um, but it didn't. So there's some positives to this opening season, I guess, right now. So so what were some positives, I guess, in the first three games? We'll we'll just do a quick like little recap. Um, so positives. Um so far, Paul Paul George looks like his old self now. Um, he's playing really well. Uh Sometimes like I forget, it feels like I forget like how how Paul George plays, and every time I see him like come up clutch, it just like it puts me in awe, right? Like because he can do like a fadeaway shot so effortless. He's so good, and like he, it's just weird. Like it just, yeah. So he's 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 doing really well. So I'm really excited for him. Um, John Wall, I've been pretty happy about him. Honestly, what he's bringing to the table. Uh, but you know what? I shouldn't really say John Wall in reality because that's 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 been disrespectful to somebody that's been really well, been playing really well, and he's been playing really well for this for the for the Clippers for a long time. Just people don't recognize it. Zubac. No, Zoo. He he right now is playing like a top three center in this league, and that's only giving like respect to. Jokic and Embiid, but you could low key make the argument that Zeus playing better than like Embiid right now. <laughs> <laughs> the argument could be made. 
you probably won't win it. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you go down swinging. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> yeah. Zuzu's been so important to the team. Yeah, uh, anchored defensively and offensively, he's been helping us out. Uh, sometimes, like, he'll fumble the ball, and, like, every time, like, he fumbles the ball, I'm just like, this is why we don't f- play through the five. <laughs> just, like, the, I get super aggressive. <laughs> like, the, there, there's moments where he'll he'll drop a pass or he'll do his little hook and he'll miss, and I'll be like, see, Clippers Twitter's going to give up on him again. <laughs> but they don't. They, they, Clippers Twitter's been pretty good this year. You know, because he's averaging, I don't know what his numbers are. I don't have him in front of me, but you know, why should we? We're not a clipper spot. Uh, (laughs) But he's he looks like he's getting like a double double every game. And I test tells you he's playing really well. Four to five blocks, I feel like every game or so. I think he had like seven in one of the OKC games or something like that. It's it's getting to the point whenever we go small, we go like we need zoo in. Uh excuse me. I've been like cussing out a lot. My apologies. You're you're fine. Uh this season's been a little rough. Um, but yeah, every time zoo comes out, like it just it pisses me off like how bad our defense goes, you know, it goes downhill. And well, well we're playing we're playing Batum at the five. <laughs> and we let's segue into Moses Brown then. Because okay. because Moses Brown came into that Houston Rockets game. We did not expect it. He started the half and he looked like Shaq pushing. Uh, who's the, the Knicks players? Was it Sean Bradley? Oh, I'm going to be upset that I don't know the white guy he pushed. <laughs> Is it Sean Bradley? I don't, I don't think it's Sean Bradley. I, I Sean Bradley was you. much taller, I believe. He So, the, the you know, the infamous Shaq push. Yeah, yeah, where you just dunks. And that was it. Moses Brown with against the entire <laughs> Rockets team. And every time it looked like Moses Brown was going to drop the ball, it looked like he was fumbling it. Like if this was on the sideline in an NFL game, Moses Brown would not have control of the ball in every possession he got. He would have been incomplete pass every single time his foot was on the line or something. But Moses Brown would just fumble the ball in his chest, grab him, get get in control, and just dunk. And he wouldn't he wouldn't jump. Much. It was like Boban, but a younger version of that. Mm-hmm. And John Wall finding him, everybody else finding him. It it was it was wonderful to watch, and it even made me even happier that Ty took Moses out and then just put him back in. Like, and I know Zoo was in foul trouble, and that's why he played. But I want to see more Moses Brown. I'm stoked. I know it was a one game sample size. I know he was not good in the preseason, but I'm I'm excited. I don't know where you're at, but I, I I'm I'm there. You know. <laughs> We, I talked I talked crap about him early in the season in the pre in the preseason he looked terrible, um, but it, I, I'm not too sure if I was willing to give up on him too soon uh, because of the fact that we didn't really have like a legit center um, at all at the point at the at the time, and so you know what well, what is he like seven seven one seven two seven seven two seven two it's just like. Dude, he has the height. He has the capability. I think he could be serviceable. It's just that he needs to just work on his fundamentals. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what that looked like. Like you, you, you mentioned that like you know he's not jumping as much. You know, like in the preseason game and the preseason, he was just jumping on everything, trying to block a shot every time. Like, bro, just stand straight up. And, and that's what I pictured. That's what I thought. Like when we talked about, like, hey, man, all I need you to do is not just not make a layup drill right just yeah. like 
And that's why I pictured you just put your hands up or wide, whatever you have to do to make it like very difficult for the guy to score. And I feel like he has the body to do that. Um, uh, do I think he has the offensive weapons? No, but I just want you to lock it down on defense, right? Does he have the weapons in general? Probably not. <laughs> no, but, but if he had, he could he could be useful with the height though. He know? has a lot of raw skill, but he has one thing that you cannot teach, and you're right, it's height. <laughs> you know, it's it 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 kind of matters. Uh, maybe this is what the Clippers had in mind when they got him. He's on a two-way, so it's not like we're we're married to the we're married to him, right? It's not like he's taking up a roster spot. Mm-hmm. If Musa shows out in the G League and then we bring him up, you know, there's there's a lot of options, and the Clippers are leaving that roster spot open, maybe for a legit veteran center at some point. Yeah, the small ball's not cutting it because we don't have Kawhi or Rocco. Mm-hmm. I could I could see why we do it. But it's to me, Batum is just, nah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I will agree with, you know, some of the takes that we've heard about Batum. I think there is value in Batum, but it's not in the regular season, it seems. I I feel like I come across very disrespectful. I've said this in a Twitter space. I've said this in, in, in conversations with our friends. He should have the Udonis Haslam role as being the vet at the end of the bench. Now, he has a lot more to offer than Udonis Haslam right now. He has a lot more to offer. I'm not, I, so don't, let's not discredit Nick right now. But he should be one of those players when, like, yeah, Rocco's got COVID and he's out on health and safety protocols, or, you know, Marcus Morris needs a night off, or Kawhi is, you know, being Kawhi. Then, yeah, then, like, let's put Nick Batum in and have him play some minutes and stuff like that. But, like, and then maybe in the playoffs when we need a veteran piece to maybe guard a, a higher caliber center who spaces, yeah. the, like, Jokic, right? A Nick Batum on Jokic is not going to be any worse or better <laughs> than Moses Brown or Zoo, right? Jokic is just that good. Yeah. So, like, a Nick Batum in that scenario, not a bad idea. But he's just it's just one of those things where it's like I kind of just want him to like be like the Obi-Wan to Musa Deepati. <laughs> like just just like uh Musa's his Padawan and he's just like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just being nationalist by just like just like hey, the two French guys hang out. <laughs> but but I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like I feel like Nick should just be the veteran at the end of the bench, and then he comes in when we need somebody to fill in the spot. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I would agree with that. Um, it's just you know I, I love Batum, um, and I think Dama said in the space and it, and it nailed it. You see when he's slow on like on defense, and it's just like it irritates you and it kills you, and then he misses shots. And then, like, randomly, he'll just, like, do a really nice play, you know? Like, and you're just like, okay, yeah, this is this is the positive of having Nick Batum on your team. And I could see the usage of that in the playoffs. Um, you know, like, earlier, like, I, I'm watching the game right now. It's playing, it's playing in the background where, you know, he recognized Zoo had a small man. And when he got the ball, he immediately passes to Zoo and for easy, you know, layup for it. 
Batum so, Batum makes everybody on the team around him actually better. It's just he himself, himself. is just not keeping up with these young teams. And but we gotta win these games, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like like you said, like I think it was the Rockets game where I was like, oh my goodness, like I don't get to the point where I'm like, oh, we need to trade players or you know, I'm not really that kind of guy. So it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, maybe somebody else in this situation would be a bet would be a better fit. Like I said, I'm not a better coach than Ty Lue. I'm gonna trust Ty Lue right now. Maybe there's a larger scheme and maybe it's a bigger picture thing why Nick Batum's playing instead of Moses Brown, right? So I'm not going mm. to I'm not going to be that guy right now, but there there's moments where I'm watching Nick Batum I'm like ah man I'm not I'm not really feeling this and then he gets a four point play <laughs> at the <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the half and you're like ah, yeah all right <laughs> okay it's sure <laughs> and then he goes quiet for the rest of the rest yeah. of the game he just disappears yeah um, I yeah I think there'll be a moment for him to shine it's just right now and. It's, playing against these young teams uh he's not doing too well because we're we're in the twitter spaces and a lot of people i think have this idea and i'm not going to discredit people in our spaces because i I actually think a lot of people who especially the people who always speak in our spaces are very credible and basketball-minded people but a lot sometimes it gets to that like well if this isn't working trade him if this isn't working just get rid of him and bring somebody else in and and Sometimes I'm like, there's going to be a moment in this season where you're going to be like, man, I wish we still had that player. <laughs> you know, it's going to, <laughs> we're we're going to end up having that weird five out team or something, and we're like, man, I wish we still had Batum out there because you know he's a very handsy defender and stuff. Like these, the little things that we're going to miss. You know, obviously, I'm also in the campus. If we could get a, a much better upgrade, like if we could get Luca Don Luca, then yeah, sure. Well, yeah, trade Batum. <laughs> But it's not, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not going to happen, but like, yeah, yeah, I, I get your example. Your example is just pretty much like, if you can get somebody of value for this team, then shoot, go for it, you know? Um, I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, we're going to talk about the spaces right now. There, if you guys weren't in there, but like the reaction to Terrence Mann's like bad spell, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I understand. It's frustrating. I was frustrated too. Like his hesitation on the offense is irritating at times. But Brian, you hit it spot on. Like, man, in October, like we said the same thing last year. And then he just started like playing with confidence, started passing the ball instead of like passing the ball, scoring, you know, playing the point really well. Um, but for me, it's just his really his defense is really useful. You know, there's gonna be times where we're gonna need to lock down the we're gonna, we, need, we need to play really good de- team de- ah, excuse me team defense and i feel like he'll yeah. come in clutch for that there's going to be a moment at some point this year where we're going to need someone to play lockdown point of attack defense and we're not going to we're going to look at our bench and be frustrated that our only options are john wall reggie jackson and norman powell like this is why terrence Mann's on the team you know He's the, the defensive utility player. And I think that's an issue with his game a little bit. Not necessarily him, but kind of the system is he is a utility guy. We could plug him in whenever we need somebody, but it, it's hard for him. And he's, this is the, this is what we're going to our fourth season with Terrence Mann. He, he hesitates a lot. It's just part of his game where we just need to accept that now. 
And when he doesn't hesitate, he plays really well, but he needs to get to that point where he doesn't hesitate. He's always going to start hesitating before he gets to the point where he's not hesitating. So for him to get that, he needs to define a role. And sometimes the defined role is like, hey, you're our utility guy. But I, I just don't feel like that's even been defined at this point yet. But like he, he was being told he's going to be backup center <laughs> like a month ago. And now we're asking him to be point of attack guard. And it's just like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm making excuses for him. I don't know. Ah, I th- you're making a really good point. And, you know, speaking of like a defined role, that's kind of my thought process behind Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it like because he doesn't really know what his role is. So he's trying to do more because he feels like because Kawhi is out, he needs to help. He needs to be that offensive juggernaut to fill in that space next to Paul George. But in reality, we don't need that. Um, yeah, there was a weird stat I saw today uh, where, like, he, it's one of the most efficient offensive games he's had. He was, like, four for six. This is, like, halfway through the game. He was, like, four for six, had, like, ten points. Very – one of the most efficient games he's had. But he was still, like, a minus 16 out there or something like that. <laughs> and it was, like it, – it, it's, it's – it's, yeah, and you can see the – it's, like, we were – we had a strong lead, and then all of a sudden we – put that combination out there on the court. Norman Powell's usually in that combination, and then the, the Leafs started to slowly chip away, and the Spurs came back. So, yeah, I, so. I, I, I really don't know. Maybe Ty Lue doesn't know. Maybe Norman Powell doesn't know. I hope it gets figured out. And if, if it doesn't get figured out by January, I don't know if we're going to, if this is considered our window, Norman Powell's going to have to be part of some packages. I'm not uh, even trying to get into the trades, but I'm just saying, like, if it doesn't no. get figured out by January. It makes sense. I agree with you, what you're saying, definitely, because he's the most valuable. He, he has a really good contract. Uh, I don't think he's playing up to expectation of him, and so I think anyone would be willing to take him on the team, on their team, especially if they're, like, a lottery team, right? If you're a lottery team and you're looking for a scorer, Norman Powell, if you're a contending team and you need a six man, quote unquote, or someone who could like get his own basket, then yeah, Norman Powell's a great find, especially for the price. That's what we felt when we got him. And it's just, it's, it just hasn't been fitting. You know, we have maybe that's the thing where it's like, if we weren't so deep, which you know what, let's, let's get into this because we're going to start, we're going to start a new segment. And you know what? We need our fans to keep us accountable because we start new segments all the time and we don't follow through on doing them twice. So we're going to start this segment. It's called the eye test from the 300 level. You know, it's literally just like us as fans seeing something that we think we're seeing and having to take on it. And I guess my eye test take right now is our team is not as deep as we think it is. And we were saying all summer that it's deep. And right now you can make the case with these three wins in a row without Kawhi, without Roko, with Luke Kennard leaving in the Spurs game with basically no backups. Like our team is so far deep enough to get these three wins we needed right now. Our team was deep enough, I guess, to beat the Lakers. They were deep enough, I guess, to beat the Kings. But, like, games against, like, the Suns, the games against OKC, the games against the Pelicans, and just in general, even in these wins, the team just does not look deep enough. It's, we're, 
yeah, we have a ton of players that are good, <laughs> but when we put them out there on the court, it's just not working. And if we're not as deep as maybe we think we are, I, 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 when it comes to January, February, I want to see us start consolidating. What's the point of being this deep if we're not going to be able to benefit from it? Start consolidating some of these good contracts and see if we could bring in one to two players instead of having four to five that are good. Mm. I understand. I think we were deep because we do have health concerns. But if we're going to, I'm just going to be real about it. If we're going to all be upset with Kawhi and frustrated with Kawhi's situation, then we have expectations that this team should be healthy. (laughs) And if we have expectations that this team should be healthy, then we don't need to be as deep as we need to be. We have a lot of good players on this team that have value. And maybe we should consolidate them at some point. If we're not, if we're not going to take advantage of how deep this team is, then don't be deep. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if that sounds, I don't know if you have, any response to that or you have your own eye test from the 300 level take but yeah i think mine's similar and maybe i feel like might be the root cause of that um and that it goes against what i said in the preseason and i'll take back what i said the backup center matters <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna lie with you me and you both we did probably three podcasts in a row where we were just like we don't give a <laughs> if the Clippers don't give a fuck, we don't give a fuck. And then all of a sudden, the last week or so, I was like, man, it kind of does matter. But you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's wait. Let's wait. Maybe we are right about this. And you know, that's one of my that's one of my things about our podcast is that like I like to admit when we're wrong. I think it makes good content. But for some reason, about the backup center thing, I was like, I still want to wait out. <laughs> I still want to see. I still want. I still want us to be right about not giving a fuck. But you know what? You're right. You're right. It's about time we own up to it. Yeah, it's just because like we know that Kawhi, and so it, it's it's because that Kawhi is not in there, right? It, the small ball lineup doesn't really play well uh, with Nick Batum. We just mentioned how he's slow on defense and he's slow at pace as well on the offensive side. Uh, he's not knocking down shots as much as, or he's not knocking them down as efficiently as he was before. Um, so it really exposes our center issue. And I feel like Tyler's doing some like funky, like tinkering because of that. Like he's trying to figure out something that can work with a small ball lineup. So maybe possibly if we've like established Moses Brown as being the, Hey, this is our center. Like he's full, he's fully capable of taking on the 15 minutes that we need when zoo's off. I, I think it could possibly help establish like an actual second unit rotation right like mm-hmm. does that make sense like what, what, it, it makes sense um trent friend of the show has his own podcast 9450 go check it out he he sometimes says tyloo is stubborn i think personally tyloo has a track record of not being stubborn you just he has moments where sometimes he sticks to something a little longer than he should but he's far from like doc rivers and just like not making any adjustments at all putting moses brown in the game against houston was a huge step for tyloo and i personally think tyloo just has bigger picture stuff in mind sometimes and he gets caught in not making early season adjustments and I 
I personally think he was he just had that attitude where he's like, I understand it's not working, mm-hmm. but this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so um let's just do it. And I think at one point Zoo got enough foul trouble. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll just put Moses out there. And he went out there, looked like Will Chamberlain. <laughs> like he so we'll see. And it's funny because Moses Brown went out there, probably had the best game of centers ever had in in the history of centers. And he even and then in this first game did not even touch the court. Like he didn't even warm up probably before the game. He just sat in his warm-ups on the bench, probably. And even when Ty Lue asked him to go to the tunnel during halftime, he made sure Moses Brown didn't accidentally step on the court. That's, that's how much Moses Brown didn't play today. Uh, but yeah, I, I, is it sometimes stubborn? Yes. I'm just saying I, a part of me is a little bit like, you know, I think it's just bigger pitcher head. And sometimes you, it's hard to get out of bigger pitcher head. You know, you're just like, ah, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I feel like every coach is going to have their faults, right? Like, yeah. So it is it is what it is you know Tyler's still a great coach it's just one of his flaws at times um but sometimes it could be uh i guess like a, a strength right like where mm-hmm. you know he believes in a player and the player feeds off that and he plays well you know uh example terrence man going off against the jazz as a good a good player's coach has to sometimes believe in a player when he shouldn't and this is maybe even a good segue into Reggie Jackson. A lot of people we've heard this week are like, hey, Reggie Jackson, worst player in history. Am I right? Let's get let's trade him. And I was sitting there like, you know, there's going to come a point in the season where you're going to want Reggie Jackson. And I believe Reggie Jackson and John Wall, the combo together when they're on the court is actually really good. Never yeah. would have never would have guessed that. And the combination with Norman Powell with either one of them has been not very good. <laughs> it's been lackluster, honestly. So uh, it's actually like Ty might have accidentally found something with the Wall and Reggie combo. And if Luke Kennard, for whatever reason, can't play, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Wall and Reggie started together. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also could see that you know maybe Terrence Mann or someone gets a start, but. Yeah, it's just it's it's just interesting that like a lot of people like I get it. He could be frustrating. It's the gift and the curse. It's the roller coaster. But uh, I if uh, I'm gonna be honest, if Wall's on a minute restriction and he can't play a full game, then incorporating him into the starting lineup might actually hurt the other players. If you because like what Reggie Jackson's gonna play those games anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Wall's not. Play. I I do think that Reggie shouldn't play like 37 minutes though. But that that's maybe maybe Tyler needs to start like, hey, I, we, we all know you believe in Reggie, but let's see. Let's see what else, you know, maybe Terrence Mann could play some of those minutes or something. No, it, or Amir Coffee. Yeah. I feel like we can play them, put them at a point. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Right. That's T Green, T Green Lou. T Green Lou. We were, uh, when we on our Patreon, $3 a month. I'm not going to. Get into the whole promo. Shameless plug. Yeah. He uh we we start we drafted Amir Coffee for our number one pick for our expansion draft. If we were if we were the GMs and the owners of the Seattle expansion team, we chose Amir Coffee. And you know what? Our team was 
but Amir Coffee was the star <laughs> of that team, and we we decided we were gonna start him at point guard. So there's there's that. Exactly. So Tyloo, take uh take notes from our playbook. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh give me three players that you're very confident in on the team right now. Okay, so I think I mentioned two. Uh is it Paul George Zoo? Paul, (laughs) goodness, I cannot talk right now. Uh, Paul George and Zoo. And then my third player, probably, hmm, who would it be? Marcus Morris has been playing really well. I've been, Uh, yeah, I have a lot of confidence in Morris. Even when he wasn't playing well today, I was like, yeah, but he's still that guy. He still hit that knockdown clutch, like, was it three? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and then, man, sometimes you just, he can like have like a like a total shooting slump, and then like against the Lakers, he'll just hit a clutch three. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's a, <laughs> steal I, the win. Like he he's got that roller coaster thing too a little bit, right? But it's like you wouldn't say that to his face because <laughs> was it Zach Collins today tried to push him? Yeah, and, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, it's like that's so, uh, you know, I'm a white person. Like sometimes white people have way too much confidence. Like you need to, you need to, cut, you need to cut that out, my friend. Yeah, like you probably, you probably thought his teammates going to back him up, and when he saw it was just Clippers jerseys, the best, the the most, the the dopest part about the whole thing, Marcus Morris was already putting his hands up, walking. Yeah, he, he was like, <laughs> he had to shove in. He's like. He's like if he if he if he wanted to he could have, <laughs> and I think that's the best part because Collins was still upset, <laughs> and and Morris was just like, nah, I don't need to do this. I I you know what I'm probably gonna teach for this, but I don't need to get ejected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you, <laughs> you gotta love Marcus Morris, man. So what about like, you? So really so, so Zoo and PG obviously. Okay, and then I I have. You took Morris, so I think I'm going to go with John Wall. John Wall, even when he's not playing exceptionally well, he's still doing a lot of things on the court, and it looks like he's not giving up on the team ever. Mm -hmm. Like, he's still going 110%. Sometimes he falls asleep on defense, or sometimes he, you know... Uh, makes a bad pass, makes a bad reach, shoots a bad shot. But you can see that about every single person on this roster so far. So at least, at least John Wall is like at least doing it fast. <laughs> he he's doing it fast and he's putting effort. No one can Absolutely. no one can say he's not putting effort. So like if everyone was worried about like oh like Batman or Robin or Alfred and uh, people worried about like is he, if he's really going to be that motivated because he's got 47 million dollars sitting in the bank still like he looks you can make the argument that John Wall looked like he wanted to be there more than any other person on the court the first two weeks and so I have a lot of confidence in him yeah I'm big on John Wall man I, re- I really like his attitude I think it goes against the Lakers where you know we're having a shooting slump and he goes in for a fucking dunk and he just yells out, give me the fucking ball. Like, <laughs> in, like, the, in the game against the Spurs, like we, uh, were, all, those, we those were sleepwalking into the fourth quarter. And then he was like, hold on. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to take it to the hole every single time. And no one's going to stop me. And he made a three. Now, is the 40 club dead? It's not doing well. But, <laughs> but, but, it's, but you know, it's still early in the season. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, I don't think you're gonna get that jersey, but <laughs> every time he shoots a three and he misses, I'm just like, damn, dude. Brian yeah. was really I know Brian was stoked for that jersey. <laughs> I, I was. I was I, I was really it's less about the jersey and more about being right. And I'm gonna be uh, exceptionally wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I, but... feel, I feel like you should have it backwards. I feel like you should want the jersey and not, not be right, you know, like a John Wall jersey is like so like super indie, right? Oh, it is pretty indie. Right? Yeah, I, I, but I'm going to need my Musa Diabati jersey. I think that might be that might be the one this year that I get. But I also want him to see. I want to see him play more than garbage time against a, a team where the team gets fined twenty five thousand dollars or whatever. It's because they said he was going to be <laughs> out, and then he actually played. <laughs> that is so Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> why is she dressed <laughs> like, 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 like imagine imagine finally getting your moment and then the team gets fined for it <laughs> because it wasn't reported properly uh, you know what i'll have that fine over whatever's going on with the new, with the new jersey nets <laughs> the new jersey nets <laughs> i like that. you know what guys Bruce, right. let, let's go let's go back we can this season is not doing well. It's not going well for us. But you know what? We're not the Nets. We're not that's the Nets. We, we, that's something we should be really happy we, about. Me and you. Because remember, remember, we were arguing that Kyrie should be on this team, right? We were saying yes, we should we make a trade. And, man, did we dodge that bullet. I have a pair of Kyrie shoes that are not aging well right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're in your closet just like molding (laughs) they're literally just they're not they're not gonna make me look yeah so three players you're not confident in right now uh that's pretty easy Mm -hmm. uh i'm pretty sure you're gonna agree with me on this one uh norman powell norman powell he is not doing well (laughs) um I guess if I don't really have three, I think it's just the second one to be quiet, quiet Leonard. I, I could see that because yes, for obvious reasons, <laughs> because yes, um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, he hasn't really played much. How many games has he played Two. Uh, yeah, just the two. Uh, Jamal Murray has played seven. I get Jamal Murray's younger too. I mean, you can make that argument, but still, it's concerning. Um, regardless of what exactly is going on, any setback is a should be nerve wracking for us because mm-hmm. um, you don't know what the implications of that setback are. Are we hoping that over time it just goes away, or you know, or what's the result if it doesn't go away? Does he have to get surgery again? Uh, I'll put, does, how long is it going to be out for? I'll put it to you like this. I for whatever reason, whenever we're away, I have this idea. Okay, he's not going to go on the trip. I've I've accepted that. We have a game against the Lakers, which is technically a home game next Wednesday, and then we have a game against the Nets. We have two days off in between those games. If Kawhi is not back within those two days, my concern level gets a little higher because at that point, like, when is he ever going to come back? <laughs> like, what? What perfect combination of scheduling and f- 
feeling good in your knee and stuff, would it have to be for him to come back at that point? At this point, I feel like the stiffness, the stiffness in his knee is probably it is what it is, or it's fine at this point. It's just finding the right dates to come back and practice with the team and get warmed up for a game between the Lakers and Nets is the best one coming up. And if he does not do that one, then my, yeah, my concern level is going to be, and I've, I feel like I've defended Kawhi a little bit the last few weeks. So we'll see. But right now I'm, I'm confident he'll be back next week. So, but he, he would also be in my confidence uh plays I'm not confident. He's also in mine, but I'm confident <laughs> that he'll be back. Uh yeah, I have Kawhi Norman in mine. Who what's the third player you're not very confident in right now? Um, I guess like it's not even a solid, like I have no I have completely no confidence in them. It's like it's like uh I don't know, it's it's not it's not the same of like lack of confidence in them that I have for like Kawhi and norman powell mm-hmm. and but if i were to like be forced to throw in a third player it would have to be a toss-up between terrence mann and and nicholas Batum. nick Batum's pretty high on my list uh as yeah I, i'd to be honest mine's nick Batum. i kind of want to hit you with an outside the box hipster one okay and i and i've and i've have hinted at this this week between me and you uh Preston yeah why the hell does that guy have a guaranteed <laughs> roster spot like like no I'm dead serious like, I understand he's coming back from injury and we've said all summer we said all summer this person right here is just gonna play in the G League we don't have to worry about him whatever whatever John Wall's on a minutes restriction Reggie Jackson's playing 37 minutes a night we don't have a backup center, and this guy has a guaranteed roster spot. It's not a two-way. It's a guaranteed roster spot. What are we doing with it? Why have a person in our on our roster right now? I understand. I'm one of those people who say not every player needs to play. But why do we have so many players on our roster right now in Ontario? That's just, that's just where I'm at. If we're a championship team... Why is Jason Preston on the scene? Hopefully he gets thrown into a package where he comes up and he actually looks really good. I watched a little bit of the G League game today. He made a decent pass, but I looked at his stat line and it was like, meh. It was it was meh. <laughs> Why is like I, I would love I wouldn't mind if Jason Preston was our two-way player. I wouldn't mind if he was in the G League and he was on a 10-day contract. Hell, I wouldn't mind if he was a guaranteed roster spot, but if he suited up for our team. Brandon Boston's here. Moses Brown is here. Moses Brown's on a two-way, and he's Moses Brown is played in more Clipper games than Jason Preston is, and Jason Preston's on a guaranteed spot. I understand. Maybe I'm make. I'm, maybe I'm going on a rant for no reason. I don't think you're going on a rant. I think you're really hitting. You're hitting on the nail. And for the for the reasons that you mentioned before, John Wall's on minutes restriction, right? We're forcing Reggie Jackson to play minutes he can't handle cardio wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about it like in this game, he looked exhausted. Yeah. And it's very frustrating because everyone was so hyped on him. Like we believe that this guy had some kid, like had some 
skill set that could be very useful for this very deep team. And in reality, it's it's not there. We saw in the preseason, it 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 just doesn't look good in the eye test. So I don't understand what they saw in him. You know, when you have like a player that can come in and play some decent minutes for like Xavier Moon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it it just doesn't make any sense to me, and I it's frustrating. I uh, and then it, because it makes Reggie Jackson look bad, right? Yeah, and let me put it to you like this, and this is why I feel like it's a very this has nothing against Jason Preston necessarily. It's, it's just it's just it's him in that spot on the roster because let me ask you this: if one of those players got hurt, would Tyloo play Jason Preston? Probably not. He'd probably say it's Tyloo. I mean, not Tyloo. Yeah, Tyloo he probably, throws himself Tyloo, in. Tyloo probably <laughs> now it would probably be Terrence Mann or Luke Kennard, or they'll just go guardless and have, you know, Paul George handle the ball, which he normally does anyway. Before Jason Preston even laces his shoes to go up and play in LA. Like, it's so we we, we have this minutes issue with our point guards yet our third option is not an option but he takes up a roster spot and like at this at this and it's early in the season this is the this is the point in the season where you would be like all right let's see what jason preston has i don't want to see what jason preston has when we're trying to win games in february around the all-star break all-star break i don't want to see what jason preston has early march like yeah we might see what jason preston has late like late march early april when we maybe have already solidified our playoff situation maybe mm-hmm. but and then have, it's too late right because you're not going to use them in the playoffs no so it's like so this makes me if we're looking at the confidence meter i don't think this team has any confidence in the kid they just don't want to cut him <laughs> i honestly believe he's probably going to be part of a trade package they they might just throw him in like the team might not even the other team might not even ask for him, and they're like, "You guys want Jason Preston too?" And they're like, "I guess." Who? Yeah, like, <laughs> who's, who's that? He's like, oh, he's, 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 but, uh, let's go back to when you said that Tyloo was going to choose who to play minutes for instead of J- Jason Preston. When you said Tyloo, I just pictured him grabbing his old Laker jersey. <laughs> <laughs> <Suit it> up. <laughs> just like... I, I I just picture him. Taking the polo off, he's got a jersey underneath. He he takes he takes his like track pants off, and and he's just like you know I'm just gonna come in the game. And then you see like one of the assistant coaches kind of take a step forward as in they're now coaching from the sidelines while Tyloo's just like running the point, and he's just yelling at players like you know this is this is what we practice like move like move, but he's also you know like he's like, he's old so he's like slow so he he knows what he's doing <laughs> out there but he's not he's actually hurting the team. <laughs> his body can't react to anyone like moving on offense (laughs) (laughs) he's the one who's calling all the cuts but he's like but he's not really doing anything himself he's trying to guard the five because they didn't move as much (laughs) he's like you know he tells zoo to guard the quicker player because he's like i don't want to be moving i don't i don't have the legs for that I, 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 that was a really nice, spicy third player to have, honestly. So I, I know I, I respect I, you for having that. I feel bad because he, I don't think Jason Preston deserves it. 
but it's more of like a it's what more of the organization it's on the organization yeah it's like what are we what are we doing like if you don't have faith in the kid then what what's going on you have two players out right now and you have a 30 something year old playing 35 minutes a night and you have a guy who sits every other game and plays 20 even if you don't want to play Jason Preston, he should still be on the bench, just chilling there in his warmups, hanging out with Moses Brown and Brandon Boston Jr. <laughs> like at least, at least, just have him, at least have him there as an option. But you know, you're you're having him play in Ontario. Like, what what's the point of him being on the roster? Then that's all. That's that's where I'm at. I agree. <laughs> so I, I I could see no positives in having Jason Preston honestly right now. You know, he might end up being the best point guard of all time, and I'm over here going to look like a total idiot, you know? But uh, I'll admit I'm wrong before I admit that we should give a fuck about the backup center. (laughs) 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 No, we we, we should. Uh, Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, Guys, we have a Patreon, $3 a month. uh, In it, we cover... We give you extra content. Um, We also host uh fantasy football fantasy basketball uh currently we have one right now which i am not doing it uh <laughs> i'm just there writing the coattails the success of of brian hammond right here who's uh taking it to town right now so uh brian thank you for getting me a trophy if you give me a trophy thank you for letting me just go on the ride i feel like mm-hmm. Kawhi, if paul george like continues to play at the level he's playing and he gets us in, into the playoffs and Kawhi is still not 100 percent and he wins a championship for us. I feel like I'll be like quiet. You you went to a uh uh go watch a band last night, and I texted you like, "Don't worry, man, I got you. Uh, we'll be ready for when you come back." That's what that that was me running our fantasy basketball team to you. <laughs> I got, you. Uh, but I did check it today, and we had like four injuries. So I got I got I gotta go check that after this podcast to see what's going on. It sounds like a regular Clipper season for us, right? Yeah, so absolutely, um, we're we'll not probably- to it. We'll probably trade for Chris Paul, and then he injures his hand somehow. Yeah, he injures his hand pointing at a player that didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what the NBA rivals form actually would sound like. Is just us, you know, making fun of their teams. Uh, but yeah, it's three dollars a month. You know, go in there and vibe. We're trying to make it more of a community where people go in there and like you know talk but Clippers basketball back and forth and a little bit more tight knit thing where you don't get the, the trolls and the, the negative people on Twitter, you know, that's what we're trying to create over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you can also find our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. This, this one's for free. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, at LA clips forum. We have Twitter spaces after every game. So if you have a Twitter account, join our space, talk about the team, talk about everyone you want to trade because you overreacted after one game it's the perfect space to do that and uh thank you everyone for listening to our pod because you could be doing anything with your time but you're spending it with us we appreciate you listening to the jingle at the beginning and same for the rest of the pod we are out jesse later guys woo go clippers I wish we did a a visual thing because people could see like you do your jazz hands and stuff. Ooh, that was pretty. Alright, we're out. (laughs) That was for you, Andre. No.